Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. end up getting to the grocery store last night? I did not. I knew neither of us were going to get there. I y- knew it. Yeah. You know, good intentions. Pave that road straight to hell. <laughs> I think AKA so. the inside of my fridge. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, I do have a hellacious fridge. I've been on the road so much that when I got back last night, I was like, my choices are to use all the things that I have in my fridge and pantry that I never use or order like $100 worth of sushi. And both of them are going to take an hour. It just depends what I'm going to do with my time. Well, uh, wait, I need to know, how meticulous are you about cleaning out your fridge before you hit the road for any amount of time? I've never cleaned out my fridge. Oh, so you come back to like green bags of slime in your salad drawer oh, and that kind of thing? Well, because I... never cleaned out your fridge. I thought you meant like... like, like <laughs> Peach drippings or like no. old breed running down the grates of the tops. Is that what you have? No, not at all. Because I, I shop like for four days at a clip, uh-huh. except for frozen food. And so like I always try and use everything I have in my fridge before I go out of town. But lately, thanks to therapy, I'm trying to not micromanage my own life and overcomplicate things and just let a, let a loose bag of arugula sit around for a minute and not force it down my gullet because I have to ha- come back to a perfect fridge and a perfect bed and a perfect sink and uh-huh. a perfect drawer. Instead, leave a coffee cup out overnight. It's oh. not going to kill anything. Let You're that not arugula gonna, bag go full fart. You know what I mean? Yo. Like it's, it's actually okay to let that. And that kind of imperfection, I am feeling less like my dad and more like a separate human being for doing something like that. Okay. So... The backfire is when I get home to no food and I have to make myself a fridge bowl that was so revolting yet delicious that I had to send you a pic even though we just spent 72 hours together. I needed to hear the ingredient list via text. Can you please share it with everyone who's tuning in to hear this absolute fucking travesty of a fridge bowl? (laughs) If you're not watching our YouTube, go to our YouTube uh, at Weed and Grub. And uh, also, welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? (laughs) Oh, boy. I can't (laughs) wait to click this picture. Uh, Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Culture. Cooking. Calling shit out. And uh, absolutely disgusting things that we put in our bodies. Also, beautiful things that we put in our bodies, which we will get to later in this episode. Yes. This is not the creamed corner. (laughs) No. This is a cremation corner. Cremation (laughs) (laughs) Up top. Up top. What did we do to ourselves? We went on a road trip. We came home. Look at that fridge bowl. Man, I don't even know what to say about this that is some bachelor shit i wrote down the ingredients this is a reality show we've got to make a reality show where we go around to single dudes homes and we have them make fridge bowls in order to like (laughs) try and impress prospective dates with their like you know innovations with what they can come up with in their fridge you know yeah well my biggest travesty is uh i have used all my mayonnaise sour cream Mm -hmm. mustard ketchup i have no condiments i don't even have salsa okay and so i'm like trying to melt cream cheese into a condiment so that i have like a gloop to hold all this crap together that is straight up psychopathy one of the craziest people i've ever met and i will not mention her name because she might come and find me and harm me physically but she was a very crazy person and when i met her you know how i knew she was crazy how she offered me cream cheese in my tea <laughs> and i was it, like not- get the fuck away straight up back away Let's put 50 feet between us at all times. I do not feel safe around you. What 
like a cube of cream cheese? I don't know. She just said, I don't I don't have anything to put in your tea, but I can offer you some cream cheese. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, you are not well. <laughs> Did her eyes go into tiny slits and a little forked tongue stick out yeah, accidentally? Yeah. She blinked this way and then she blinked that way. For sure. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah, she was a wackadoo. So anyway. when you took her up on it, how did it taste? I didn't take her up on it. In fact, I like I truly we ended up in a situation where I had a restraining order against, you know, not her, but we don't need to get into it. It didn't for go the well. cream cheese. Not for maybe. Listen, I will take a restraining order against your ass if you don't fucking get it. Get it right with these fridge bowls, Mike. All right. I can tell you want to move on. From yes, your I do. Cream cheese tea. And very crazy. So in my freezer, I had vegan chicken strips. Mm -hmm. um, I don't like how big the bag is compared to the six little strips that are in that bag. I think, think it is a falsitude. A falsitude? Do you think that the packaging is because they're trying to like um, package it with a lot of air around it yes. to keep it all safe? Safe from what? I don't know. Right? Your mouth. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> in this case, this fridge bowl contains vegan chicken strips, mm -hmm. cream cheese cubes, kimchi, leftover wasabi from another sushi order, uh, old arugula, frozen mushrooms, soy sauce, sesame oil, salt mixed together so when i defrosted the frozen mushrooms i mm -hmm. threw cubes of cream cheese in there hoping that it would all kind of make this um alfredo sauce but instead the heat and the oil broke down the cream cheese into um just like a broken cheese where all the enzymes separated from everything else so that's why you have these speckles of white that are just broken oil cream cheese throughout <laughs> the bowl um and uh i ate the whole thing my big question is, why do you have frozen mushrooms? Because I always have frozen veg on deck. Like but right frozen now, frozen mushrooms is so crazy to me. Yeah, they're not good, and they eat, there's no way to like make them textural enough that they don't come out as goop because of the frozenness. Yeah. it's really difficult. The water in there is insane. You would have to. I don't even know, but I, I truly, have them. yeah, I don't understand yeah. frozen mushrooms. I understand dried mushrooms, which you can reconstitute, or canned mushrooms, which are kind of like whack, but like you can throw them into a sauce and they'll do in a in a pinch. Sure, but frozen is so. Freaking weird. It's not good, but it it's like you said, in a pinch, I have like carrot coins from Trader Joe's, frozen mushrooms from mm -hmm. Trader Joe's, cauliflower rice from Trader Joe's. Um, and in this case, I was like, what do I need? Oh, I need I need texture. Cream <laughs> cheese. Know. Cubes of cream cheese. So is this like wait, a block wait, wait, of... Wait, okay, wait. what? I don't know. What's going on? Because I have no condiments. Mm -hmm. And last night I was like, well, if I'm going to make my frozen food, I also had frozen falafels and I threw them in my oven and forgot about them for about an hour and a half. Oh my God. At 325. So they're dry as hell. And so I was so hungry this morning because this fridge bowl was not satisfying that I took the rest of the cream cheese and I smeared cream cheese on top of each falafel with a sprinkling of salt and ate that for breakfast. No wonder you're a little sassafras today. Can you feel it? Yes. <laughs> I should have brought you a hard boiled egg and a cup of coffee. I'm going to like, I'm going to give you 20 minutes to get right because clearly you've been eating rocks yeah. and slime and that is not good for anyone. It's not. Uh, not no. Especially after as a little preview where we spent the weekend and the people, the beautiful people we spent it with. Yes. I'm talking about high vibration food. This was some low vibration like yeah, this is some trash panda food, Mike. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, fuck you, because you sent me fuck your you. fridge bowl. Fuck you. Fuck you, you dude. What? You made a fridge bowl too? Mine was better. <laughs> well, listen. Okay, we can. you can judge. Mine was old everything, but at least I topped it with a freshly roasted chicken thigh, which had hot, crispy skin. So I feel like, you know, everything can be forgiven if you have a big old fatty chicken thigh with a piece of crispy skin that Archie and I shared, I will say. But mine was... um. Old uh, kale, old rice, old peas, old um, garlic, and yeah, roasted chicken thigh on top. And I didn't try and put any, oh, and sesame oil and soy sauce. 
you are not even in the realm of a fridge bowl with this. I It was a bowl of stuff that I made from my fridge, but I know what you mean when you say fridge bowl, which is everything in your fridge all mixed in to like try and make something. You're right. Yeah. Like I didn't add the vegan cream cheese or the whole grain mustard or the kimchi or the weird romesco sauce that I made a couple of weeks ago that is still lingering around the back at the top shelf that I really need to throw yeah. out. That would have been a fridge bowl. I didn't go for it because I'm, uh, I don't know, like, a, I don't know, I, I didn't want to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't like to lay on your side moaning with your hands in prayer no. form tucked between your thighs no. as you lay on your side you know, smoking there's, weed? There's a, there's a TikTok that uh, our friend Jordan shared with me the other day, and it was about how one of the like most girly things that every every girly can understand is that we're all a little bit nauseous all the time, <laughs> like all girls. And juice. <laughs> understand what it is. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You just understand what it is to be like lightly nauseated <laughs> all the time. Could be, you know, you're on your period. It's hormonal. Someone said something weird to you. You know, your mom just called. Whatever it is. <laughs> But I'm not about to trigger my gag reflex by making my fridge bowl even more disgusting. I feel you. You you know what I'm saying? Yes, but double F you because you came for me calling me out for having a sloppy fridge. My fridge is bare. Your fridge is stocked filled with mold. What are you talking about? You have so much food in there. You're a Tupperware... You're a Tupperware glutton when it comes to your fridge. What are you talking you about? Have so when much is the stuff last time you were over at my house? You haven't been at my house in like two fucking months, dude. I, you were gone for two months and I was there every day. Bro, you weren't at my house every day. <laughs> I know you weren't because I paid someone to be there every day and he left a fucking crack pipe behind. Like, you <laughs> were so not true. at my house. Do you want to beep that out and Stop. cut that? You're no. good with that? Okay, That's good. That's fine. <laughs> you, you can't tell lies about having been at my house and you have no idea what the inside of my fridge looks like currently. Mm. Period. On that. So. Okay, full stop. No clue. My okay. fridge is pristine at the moment. My diet has been on point. I have been doing great. I have been eating uh, like all of my sandwiches that I'm making. I'm th- then taking all of the fillings and I'm like trying to eat all of it up and I'm only shopping in small batches and I'm doing, and it's not, it's never been full of mold. I feel very attacked by that. Not mold, but you, you save all your left. Those are you, called leftovers. What's the, what's the degree? How many what constitutes a leftover versus, okay, I got to throw that Romesco out? Well, I don't know, but you're the one who talked about eating expired eggs on this podcast five years ago. You can, it's not like they're raw. You can cook them. If a, yeah. if it is cooked, it can't be expired, just like chicken. So Romesco sauce is basically like roasted peppers and tomatoes with toasted almonds and a bunch of like oil in it. It's like, it's a sauce that'll keep. And there's nothing wrong with my leaving that Romesco sauce on the top shelf of my fridge until I find the appropriate piece of something to put it on today or tomorrow. Send us your expired <laughs> fridge pics. Yeah, I want to see the inside of everyone's fridge. And, I, and tell us who's more disgusting, Mike or me. Yeah. It's Mike. <laughs> <laughs> who's trying to come for me yeah. and tell me that gaslighting me into being more disgusting than you are as far as my fridge is concerned? I think not, sir. Damn. Zero one. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to hit this G-Pen, by the way. Shout out to, uh, to this G-Pen Dash, which has been keeping me going. It is such a nice little dry herb vape. This is not an ad, but it was sent to me by Sarah, How Can I Help You, um, from the Not For Nothing pod. And uh, I think she works with G-Pen, obviously. And it's just such a sweet little dry herb vaporizer that has a perfect little, 
you know, pull and it's uh, been like conserving my flower really well. It's so nice. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, as we do that, if you want to see us live in person, argue about our fridges, we have some oh, plugs coming that's up. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> We're just getting right into the show. We got stuff to plug. Well, Holy smokes. Okay. First and foremost, this one is a thank you to all of you because we have been nominated for Cannabis Podcast at, of the Year at the MJ Awards, the International Cannabis Awards. It's a huge honor. It's a massive honor. It's so cool. Thank you to everyone who got us nominated by voting for us and going to write in on the uh, document and now you need to vote for us for us to win please we would love it so much if you would give us a click in our bio it's in our link tree when you vote you then have to confirm they send you an email to make sure that you can confirm your vote and um, I don't know it would just be so cool to walk the red carpet at the MGs as a real deal uh, well we will walk the red carpet as real deal nominees but to win on stage in front of everyone listen for God and country vote for us because on our link tree because do you want a speech by some doofs who are like oh we want to thank the industry and we got to get people out of prison we got to be nice to those guys mike those are our compatriots oh uh, uh, <laughs> or do you want two cool ass motherfuckers looking hot as hell strolling on stage being like yo 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 thank you so much probably a light microdose of shrooms possibly a light microdose of molly definitely stoned maybe i have a cool mohawk we don't know yet Whoa. but do you want a, a cool speech or do you want a um boring speech so vote for us great <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? I do, absolutely. Yeah. I'm planning on wearing a sequin pantsuit with a plunging neckline and platform boots. So, Fuck. you know, Fuck. get me on that stage, everyone, so I can flash it all around and look, you know, look cute. Fuck yeah. Sipping yes. on some rose water. With your titties out? Yeah. Quote Lizzie <laughs> Jeff there. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Also, we have a live show coming up. Um, I'm so stoked. Yo. We talked to Caitlin Gill yesterday about her. Um, space performance or like space as in um, the universe space, not yeah. as in like give me space, but stars and moons. Yeah, we have the, the live show. We're going to have a variety show. We've got Weed and Grub Live at the uh, Moxie downtown LA. Tickets are free. Link is in our bio. September 28th. Doors at 7. Show at 730. There's going to be a baked potato bar. DIY toppings. The baked potato uh, will be me uh, also standing on stage telling jokes. And then we have Jesus Trejo doing stand-up. Tiffany Gabris is joining us to do some fucking stone flower arranging. Caitlin, who's one of the funniest humans I've ever met, telling us cool shit about space. It's going to be awesome. And you're doing stand-up. Yeah, I think we're also going to give away a bunch of weed, right? Uh, yeah. 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 Well, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Come um, through. And also, we have to say to all of our friends who have showed up at like SF Sketchfest and our other live shows and hotboxed our venues, it's the coolest. We have been sworn to uh, not smoke in this particular venue, so we're going to get high on the street first <laughs> and then come in and have the show and then get high on the street afterwards. Truth. Yep. Or you can bring in your vape, your G-Pen. No, Mike, <laughs> stop it. Okay. I'm going to get mad about that. You need to stop because you actually, we did get in trouble in SF. I know. And it's not okay. I really crinkle up and my butthole goes tight and my taint gets weird and my nipples feel Ew. Yucky. I never want to do that to you. Yeah, I don't like it. All right. It makes me feel sick. I apologize for turning all your parts into raisins. <laughs> Ew. Let's reconstitute those Yo. with an apology. Yo. I'm sorry, Mary Jane. Thank you, Mike. Okay. Okay. Um, speaking of apologies, as a dude bro. Oh, yeah. Uh, you have a new Substack. 
What are you apologizing for? Just for being a dude. Oh, who, can, no. who Who dudes, who dudes up at times. I like poking at you. It's fun because yes. we know each other so well that I feel confident that you'll give it right back to me. Yes. And I do know, though, that I can hurt your feelings. And it's never my intention to hurt your feelings. But it is fun to argue with you. And I think that um, day to day, hour to hour, minute by minute, there's a fine line for both of us between um, poking mm-hmm. and um, burning. Totally. You Thank know? you. Yes. I am highly reactive and I know I am fun to poke at because I'm always going to like, yeah. I mean, we did a plug a and then you were like, yet here are the rules. <laughs> if you want to have fun, here but are the true. rules. Like I, 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 we were sworn to make sure that our audience didn't smoke in the space and they've smoked in every other space and they come to our shows assuming that they can smoke in the space. So I'm just saying don't smoke in the space. Yo, that's okay to say. I think so. You can't be mad at me for saying the thing that we said we would say to all of our friends who are coming to the show. I know, but that's the difference between us because I would just omit that completely and then say And then say people it, would smoke in the space and no, then we they in wouldn't. <laughs> ah! Christ on a fucking cracker. Zero to two. God damn it, man. I'm losing this ep. I'm, I'm duding out and I'm broing out because I've been watching wrestling, that documentary on Netflix. Oh, yeah. What's that? Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling very duty. I'm sorry. Let's get to your sub stack. It's so good and people are subscribing. I don't want to My take sub-stack all My sub stack is largely in reaction to bros. So let's hear about your broing out. I want to hear it. I'm let's just, lay it out. I, I was in St. Louis for too long. Okay. I was... I, I, a lot know. of bros? A lot of bros. A lot of bros in St. Louis? You got to put your hat on backwards to... Oh, what's happening? Oh, no. Mike's reaching into his pocket. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Full David Caruso on CSI. Sup, <laughs> Mary Jane? Oh, my God. Heard you be writing... Heard, heard you're writing about uh, women. I am, yes. How's it going? Great. Thank you. <laughs> I can't even look at you. This is... <laughs> So intense. Is this what happened to you in St. Louis? Like you went into your garage and found these shades from 1998? Yes. Right. Folkleys. Fake Oakleys. Wow. Um, I'm not joking. Staying in the Midwest too long does regress me into uh, this is who I would be at this age at this time mm-hmm. if I still was in St. Louis. I'd have two kids. I'd love one of them. I wouldn't talk to either of them. My wife and I would be divorced, but we would argue in a steak and shake parking lot on occasion about money. Uh-huh. That would be my life. Which kid would you love? Uh, the man. <laughs> you would have a girl child that you would not love? Um, no, I'd love her too. Uh-huh. Um, but but I, wouldn't, like I would never touch her. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I'm allowed to touch her and right. hold her. You're definitely not allowed to touch her. Speak to her, really. Or yeah. look at her. Well, I don't want to fuck her up. So or I... educate her or, you know, <laughs> if... make sure she knows her rights. <laughs> That's why people need to Just go to your substack. I think that's the thing. That's the thing about like so many men in America is like they're so fucking terrified to talk to their girl children. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think I would be. That's part of the problem. Definitely. Is there well, they're terrified to talk to any of their children, but like the men are just passing on the men shit that they learned to their male children without taking the the girls into consideration at all. Do you think that's part of it? I do because I can put myself in those shoes and yeah. absolutely think I would. It would take a lot of heavy lifting on my part that I don't know how much heavy lifting I could do to get sure. to a place to really like raise a daughter into a woman and do, do right by her. Right. Yeah. yeah truly. I just fucking great. I mean, this is the, this is one of the reasons that I chose not to have children is because I really didn't feel confident in my own parenting skills at all. And also I didn't want, I didn't want to be a parent. I didn't want to be a mom. I'm lucky that I had an awesome dad who 
when I think it came to him dealing with my sister and with me, he was just like, awesome. These are just people, <laughs> you know, yeah. he didn't instill yeah. anything in us as far as like being, you know, feminine or masculine. It was just like, are you interested in the world? Do you like science? Cool. Here, let's go over here and catch this fish and then build a fire and eat on this beach and look at the waves. Like, I don't think it mattered to him whether or not we were girls or boys, but that said, uh, and that was really cool. But I, yeah, I think there's a huge, like dudes not knowing how to talk to girl children I hadn't even really thought of that too much. That's so interesting. Totally. Yo. Um, as you look at me, can you see two small hoop earrings growing back into the lobes of my ears? Because I used to have them and a tongue ring. I can th- you see who I... You Yo, know what I'm saying? I can see that metaphorical puka shell necklace. Is it puka? How do you say it? We say puka, puka? but also I know you've... I'm Canadian. You know, Sean on the river. Yes. Um, so... Please, your Substack. Where can people listen or read it? Because it is so good. Um, on Substack. Okay. And the it's the mail for me <laughs> is linked there too. So yeah, so I basically, you know, was like started the sandwich project at It's the Mayo for Me. If you're not checking it out on Instagram or TikTok, I would love you to go and look at it. I make sandwiches and I talk about sexism and misogyny and reproductive rights and all that stuff. And I'm having a great time with it. Every sandwich is a different topic. And then people were sort of, you know, commenting about the sandwiches and asking what was in the sandwiches and also where could they find out more information about. Because some of the stuff I'm talking about is, you know, like incredibly complicated topics that I can't really do anything more than just like read a headline for in these short videos. So I started a newsletter that is sandwich recipes, links to the topics I'm talking about, links to essays that inspire me. I'm going to also write some essays. I'm going to recommend things that fill up my soul so you can then go punch fascists. Yeah, Um, cool. And yeah. It's a good time. So it's my sandwich, my choice on Substack, and the link is in my link tree at it's the mayo for me, and my personal Instagram. And um, yeah, it's a good time. I just published my very first one. I uh, included my a ten year old is not a woman BLT recipe, which is the one of the first videos that I made that kind of went far and wide. And it was about a woman who called a ten year old rape victim. Um, a woman uh, when she was talking about it in front of a Republican hearing to limit or restrict abortion in Ohio. And uh, I made a bill of tea. And so that was, yeah, anyway, I don't want to go on about it too much, but it's, it's, I'm really enjoying it. And I've gotten some um, subscribers already. Like people are like pledging money, which is just incredible to me. And I will use that money for a good cause to make a lot of more sandwiches. And I have a live sandwich event too on October 5th. And the link to that will be in my bio as well. Wow. Big sandwich things. Big sandwich stuff. Big moves. That's awesome. Big bread moves. Big bread moves. Big mayo squirts. (laughs) (laughs) You got to take those shades off. You got to take them off. Not yet. Oh my God. Okay. All right. What are we, where are we going next? I actually, because I am wearing these shades, can I jump to something that we were going to go to and then come back? Sure. Because I think it's really interesting how this episode is going where it's like my fridge is empty but I like cobbled together some cream cheese vegan chicken strips with kimchi. Your fridge is full, but it's full of things that like keep and relax. And you're doing sub stacks and viral Instagrams about sandwiches and BLTs and abortion and rape. And I'm going viral for holding up a rock and, <laughs> and being like, look at this rock, everybody. And I just feel like our complimentary, um, like, pairing to each other me with a cool backwards hat looking really good in shades okay you know what i mean like and so you do it's the mayo for me on instagram yes uh i held up a rock it was it is a perfect rock 
and uh, it got 5 million views and went super viral all over the world. And I'd like to shout out everyone and thank you for the ratio of people who said, wow, that's a perfect rock to people who called me autistic. It was a real like 500 to one. And I think that's a real nice ratio, even though many of you did call me Bochan and I didn't know who that was. So I looked them up. Okay. And this is Bochan. Who is this guy? So my viral rock video that I spent 11 seconds on and didn't do any research on what, versus what you. What research would you do? Um, well, I didn't know that you can crack those rocks and maybe there's a fossil inside. I think those are the, were they talking about geodes? No, or? like the, a lot of people were like that specific look of the rock, the way it's smooth, the way that it looks very old because the water has run through it so much that it's like this really clean, perfect shape. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you crack those open and there's... um. Uh, it, they're like those big, um, roly polies fossils uh, inside. Sure. Troglodytes or something Trilobites. like that. Trilobites. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you, yes. Okay. And so anyway, but, <laughs> um, for all the people who didn't call me autistic, a lot of you did say, look, it's Bochan who is a, um, five-year-old who seems slow and expressionless, but is actually <laughs> quite smart and has interests in art. He loves investigating urban legends, mysterious objects such as UFOs, and he loves rocks. Great. So I guess I'm Bochan. I'm adult bro. bro I'm Brochan. Brochan. <laughs> no. That video, uh, truly, I loved it so much because it's so pure of heart and wholesome and it's what the world needs right now. And that's why it hit 5 million views is because every nobody wants some woman screaming about abortion while making sandwiches. Everyone wants a guy who just picked up a perfect rock on a beach and the sun, you got like a, uh, you got a lens flare somehow in there behind yeah, you perfectly. it's just, you know, happenstance muse. It was like a perfect, perfect video because it's how long? You know, yeah, 11 seconds of you being like, look at this perfect rock. You look great. You're sort of backlit. You know, you look kind of angelic. It's the whole thing. is It's beautiful. And that's what people want, you know? I appreciate that. Cats, dogs, rocks. All right. That kind of stuff. Bro-chan is done. Oh, thank God the shades are coming off. I was starting to feel real antsy. Hats turned back around. I'm back. I'm Mike. The relief that is physically flooding through my body right now. <laughs> Is something. I'm gonna hit this vape again. <laughs> so, um, so congrats on it's the mayo. Congrats to me for being called a five year old expressionless. Uh, That's stung, rock huh? Collector. Did Not it? at all. I love okay. it. I think it's really cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's great. I love it when a guy says on my Instagram that I should be burned at the stake like the hoe I am. Ah, it's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we're being seen. Um, which also, speaking of being seen, um, you. Talk, you heard uh, that Jews invented Italian food? That's the craziest <laughs> attempt at a segue I have ever heard. <laughs> Speaking of being seen, Jews you heard that Jews invented Italian food. Smooth, Glazer. Real good. In case anyone listening can't tell, we have a list of topics that we're going to get through today. And we're moving on to the next one. Oh, man. Seamless. <laughs> Seamless delivery, get at Mike Glazer. He should be your fucking <laughs> spokesperson because... No, I'm on strike. Holy shit. <laughs> I can see Alex fucking cracking up out there. Producer Alex. That was wild. I am dying. Holy shit. Okay. Yes, Mike. <laughs> Great segue, Mike. Yes, Jews did invent Italian food. <clears throat> Evidently, I heard... <laughs> Sorry, just you gotta keep talking. <laughs> I heard uh, an amazing radio segment on KCRW. Uh, Evan Kleiman was 
uh, she had a whole section and there's a I, I really want to dive more into it because I don't know anything about it but the um title of the article on kcrw.com is discover the cradle of jewish italian cuisine and it, she was talking about how jewish culture shaped the cuisine and that there's a jewish community that has been um in rome for two thousand years and of course you know like yeah it makes sense ancient rome like the cradle of humanity that's where the jewish people have been making incredible food and it has like informed italian cooking way more than i had ever considered and it's so cool to hear about like the use of tomatoes and artichokes and all these fundamental aspects of Italian food that we attribute to the Italians, it came from the Jews. Yeah. I think that's really cool, too, because um, have you had matzo before? Um, yeah. Like, it's Rosh Hashanah, just, just the Yom cracker? Kippur right now, so you it's, mean, like, kind of the time to talk about that, even though that's a Passover thing. Like, it all runs together. Yeah, it's that cracker bread. Mm -hmm. And for, for the way we grew up was um, my mom would always make us matzo pizza, which would be, oh. like, tomato sauce, melted cheese, but on matzo. And to me, that's, like, one of the best thin crust pizzas that you can have. And you can eat, like, a rack of them. You can eat a whole box of matzo when you make matzo pizza. And so um, it's cool to, like, learn that... You know, like not only are all cuisines blending together like that, but I can see like where artichokes would come from, like yeah. Jerusalem and these mm -hmm. delicious meals. I just love the idea that like, you know, our food, which I think notoriously and I will go on record and say is shit. I'm so happy that we influenced Italian food, which is one of the top tier foods compared to Israel, to uh, like Jewish matzo balls and gefilte fish. But so. I think when you're saying that those kinds of foods, like those are specifically like Northern European Jewish food traditions, right? That's like my, gefilte fish. Yeah, and, as an Ashkenazi, right. that's me. Yeah. Were your family from Poland? Yeah. Yeah. So I think like the, it's so interesting to then trace the other pieces of Jewish food culture and history back to. Italy, where I, I imagine it's like an entirely different series of dishes that maybe you don't know about or haven't tried. Yeah. And as somebody who was anti-birthright, because I think it's a trick, and I was hanging out <laughs> with a bunch of Jews recently, and they all agreed it was a trick, but they all went on it, and they are still friends to this day in their 40s. Yeah. Um, um, I think going to Italy on a Jewish food tour to Let's learn the it. history of it would actually be right up my alley, because I don't want to go to Israel. I would love to go to Italy with you and like seek out some of these dishes. So let's yeah. learn more about it. I love that. That's cool. Uh, it's Evan Kleinman. You know Evan Kleinman yeah. on KCRW. Yeah. yeah. She had a whole thing. I will I will send you a link to the, I mean, I don't want to just like bastardize what she was saying, but it was, I, I just truly had never heard that Jewish people were influential in Italian cuisine. I had so neither. Now we know. We'll the throw it in the know. show description. You yeah. know what else is in the show description? What? This ad. Oh, no. <laughs> That's another good transition. <laughs> yep. Pretty good, huh? Amazing. <laughs> Segway King. <laughs> Ooh. Mike Glazer. And then I'll just Photoshop a picture of you on a Segway with a crown. Mm -hmm. Going That's from it. topic to topic. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get we'll get a tattoo of you riding on a Segway with a crown. Fake tattoo. Flash tattoos for everyone. Mike Glazer. Segway King. Yeah. <laughs> does that get us into our news story? It does get us into our news story this week. Okay. Our news story this week is coming to us from MarijuanaMoment.net. And the headline is... California governor will decide on 17 marijuana and psychedelics bills by October 14th. 17. So there's so much happening. And um, one of the bills is the one that we heard about most at the Oakland Psychedelic Conference, which we will get to. Um, we were there last weekend. It was so interesting to learn more about Senate Bill 58. Um, but there are so many more. So I just wanted to read really quickly through some of the bills that are going to uh, be on uh, Governor Gavin Newsom's desk that he's going to have to make a decision about. 
um, by October 14th. So SB 58 is the bill that will legalize the possession and cultivation of small amounts of psilocybin, DMT, and mescaline for adults 21 and older. That's the one that we heard so much about at the conference. Then there's also SB 700, which is a legislation that would prohibit employers from asking job applicants about prior um, marijuana use. Great. There is AB 374, which would legalize marijuana cafes and allow dispensaries to offer um, non-infused food and drinks, which would be great if that passes. Some of that would be great. What would not be great for you about that? Um, I think cannabis cafes are a joke. Why? Because, like... Uh, Have you not been to a good one? It's... It's like the greatest. I, I love doing it, but I also would rather just get weed in coffee shops that I already go to. Well, okay. You know what I mean? Like the idea of like, I don't want to go to a... That's just not going to be a reality. So like, you know, anytime soon, at least certainly under our laws. So like, don't you think it would be... I'm just wondering why you're against it. I just think that in those cannabis cafes, everything is so overpriced. Mm. Everything, it you like, I feel like I go in there and I'm not there to get work done necessarily. It's like a great hang with some good friends who want to all pass a bong around and eat some ice cream. Like, I'm all about that. But like, if I actually want to get work done, smoke a joint, do some writing, do some research, do some editing, whatever it is, I, I'm, I'm going to go to a coffee shop and I'm going to step outside on the sidewalk and hit my joint and then come back in more right. so than I'm going to spend a hundred dollars on an eighth plus tip to get like to get that cafe experience where I can go do things. It's like I'd much rather instead of cannabis cafes, I'd much rather be at like a cannabis Dave and Buster's than a cafe. You okay. know what I mean? Like sure. that's what I. I just think it's so very you that you're like, I can't get any work done at this weed cafe. Like, bro. <laughs> It's not about getting work done. Yeah, it's about it like hanging out with your friends and having a nice time. Right. And maybe not listening to birds screaming like they're dying, like I those know. parrots at the woods. Yeah. Oof, horrible. Horrible. But anyway, I'm just like not impressed by the whole cannabis cafe thing. I feel that. Yeah. Uh, didn't you like when we went to that um, weed cafe in Amsterdam, though? Yes. Yeah. But like oh that God. coffee shop culture, I think, is what, you know, we are severely lacking in here, obviously. And we haven't been able to approximate it because of the insane regulations. But if you go to like a cannabis social club, like Astro Club in New York or, you know, the coffee shops in Amsterdam, it's the most like convivial, chill. It is like hanging at a friend's house. It just happens to also have like a fully stocked pantry where you can, you know, replenish your bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I but I feel you. Like they're expensive. It's, it's ridiculous the amount of money. Like when we when we went to the Lowell Cannabis Cafe when that place was open and they were serving food and weed and it was a whole big deal, and we our bill came. And we were like, I don't know. Yeah, for this. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. The food wasn't that great, and the weed was very expensive. Yeah, I think it cannabis like a novelty. Cafe, exactly. I feel mm. like cannabis cafes are whack, but okay. um, the rest of that bill is fantastic about being able to like serve non infused food and drink yeah, so that you can at like dispensaries. Yeah, that's so important. Totally. Um, then there's SB six twenty two, which would change how weed plants are tracked by eliminating those um, plastic tags, those single use plastic tags that have to be attached to every plant. There is um, a bill that would add people 65 and older who have serious chronic illness to use medical cannabis at health facilities, including home health agencies. Currently, only terminally ill patients are afforded that right. This would allow seniors to medicate in home care facilities. I cannot Huge. believe that that is still illegal. Right. It's wild. Uh, there's another one that is AB 1021, which says that if the federal if the federal government <clears throat> if the federal government reschedules. Um, 
cannabis, then California health professionals will automatically be able to prescribe and dispense it, meaning uh, if psychedelics like psilocybin and MDMA were rescheduled, um, then they would be able to be approved for medical use right away in California. Mm. Um, And then there are a bunch of other uh, bills that are going to cross its desk, but those are some of the top ones listed here in this story. We'll link the story in our show notes so you can check it out yourself. There's just a ton going on in California right now, and it was a really cool time to hear about all of it from some of the policymakers at the Oakland conference. Um, and they we'll also said, to. what's the first one? Uh, SB 69420, the very first bill. Um, I'm not sure what you're looking at here. There Five. Was, where are you looking? The very first one you read. SB 58. 58. Um, <laughs> the, um, the Everyone we heard at the Oakland Psychedelic Conference uh, this past weekend said that there are just a myriad of problems with that bill, mm-hmm. but also the idea that it's on Newsom's desk to raise awareness to at least get the conversation in a place where we can do the right bill is kind of, I think, the intention of this one. Like this one is never going to pass, but hopefully some of these smaller bills Newsom will sign, especially if he wants to be president um, in like eight years. That's what he's angling for. You know what I'm saying? So like sign some of these babies, get it pushing, and then um, bring that into the White House. But I don't, I think the very first bill, um, especially that lawyer that we had ramen with after the conference, she said there are some there's some wording in there that's real slippery yeah. and not appropriate. Yeah, and I think we we also heard a lot of people talking about how the, everyone's trying to really learn from the failures of the cannabis, the regulated cannabis uh, space to, you know, going forward, hopefully take those lessons and apply them to regulating, decriminalizing, whatever it is they're going to do with psilocybin and uh, other psychedelics. So yeah. that is the Grublet Gazette. That's a really good news story. Yeah. Um, I Especially as someone who did a lot of microdosing this weekend and mm-hmm. feels really good for it. Good. You know, I... I'm trying to like preach to my parents, my family, um, the benefits of like little micro everythings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't need to go into space to feel good. You don't. You know what I'm saying? Especially these little things. Oh, yeah. This was one of my favorite. Um, I brought these actually to show off on the pod. So thank you for bringing it up. This was Inner Space Confections. And this was one of my favorite um, micro products that I had at the conference. They are making these beautiful bars that like every little triangle is just I don't even want to open it up to take any more out. But they're every little piece is just 0.1 grams. So you can have one little piece which I had and I felt just that like beautiful little light enhancement and then you can titrate and you can sort of figure out how, because it is relatively fast acting especially you don't if you don't have like a full stomach and you're just drinking water you know you can kind of figure it out for yourself two three wherever you feel your sparkle and then you know have a great day it's really it is truly uh th- this incredible new world with all of these beautifully lab tested microdosed psilocybin products that are available, especially at these conferences from these small businesses, mostly, I imagine, you know, with a place like this, that they are actually growing all of the mushrooms themselves and then producing these products. So it's super cool. On that note, I'd like to also plug but not promote because this isn't an ad. Did you get one of these bars from Supernatural? Yes, I did. You have one there? I do. Yo, so Supernatural, great people. Also, I was, um, they gave me a little uh, tummy pill because they were like, we'd love to give this to you. And I was like, thank you so much. Um, But honestly, like I don't do big doses of mushrooms because I get so nauseous and then I don't enjoy the trip. And then at the end of the trip, I'm nauseous again and I'm worried I'm going to shit my pants. Like the whole thing is a mess. (laughs) And she was like, no, we'll take this. We take these. And so she gave me, I wish I could remember the name, but there is like some anti-nausea pills that honestly, like if you did like a, 
if if I bought a mushrooms from you and it came with an anti nausea pill, I think that would be like a beautiful. Was kit. it a, like a natural, like an herbal supplement yeah. type thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like not an OTC medication. Oh no, it is OTC. Oh okay. Um, but I've also heard that papaya or mm-hmm. enzymes help with yep. that. Anything. Um, my hope is if any of these bills get pushed through, we can start working with synthesizing. Um, like anti-nausea medicine with something like this or anything. Because I, I truly feel like I'm not alone in like getting the rumbles from right. taking mushrooms. I, I, I wonder if you not eating those fridge bowls would help. Yes. <laughs> Warning, <laughs> do not eat with fridge bowls. Your nausea level might go down. Everything would go down. Yeah. My anger. Yo. My um blood pressure. Blood pressure. <laughs> my broisms, everything. <laughs> um, which well, you know what? I I'm heated right now, Mary Jane. What's going on? Um, life is really fun. I'm having an amazing time. Your I'm show touring just got all bumped over up the, the country. The main room I'm in the main room at the comedy, room at the store, comedy dude. store. But I am <sighs> I am also running into problems in the world that I find to be un- unacceptable. Okay. Is um, it feminism? No, I like feminism. I know you do. I really do. I know you do. Yeah. That's why I can make fun of it with you. Um, I, I, uh, but I don't like certain women. <laughs> like. <laughs> Great. Like this one I'm about to talk about. Okay. Okay. So if you remember from last week, I was sitting in. Um, the sep- I was sitting in the very front row right before um, first class on my United flight. 7A. 7A. Mm-hmm. Um, and then somebody, a woman, sat in 7B mm-hmm. for the entire flight, right. even though there was no one sitting in the aisle seat. And I had to sit next to a middle seater who chose to sit in that middle seat. And we ascertained that maybe she was a heartbroken divorcee who didn't know how to move over and that you, if you had used your words, might have brokered peace. Yes. Instead, I talked about it on a pod to <laughs> 1.2 million people, and um, I hope she's also a listener. <laughs> because there's another woman. Women, oh, no. women and kids. Wow. No fly. No flying. No flying. Women shouldn't be able to fly. We just got to drive everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no women in the sky. So I was in 7A, my favorite seat. Good Lord. Stretched the legs, sleep against the window. Okay. There was a man in the aisle seat. He played Candy Crush the whole time. He, he was good, too. Respect to the game. I think he even spent money to continue oh, no. to play on then his flight. he's not good. He's <laughs> loser. If you got the 99 cents, Don't get those it. five lives. Don't give him money. Don't do it. I feel you on that. The woman next to me seemed sweet, wearing all purple, um, okay. kind of like tight cut white hair in curls. Got very. It. it felt like very Midwestern hair. Okay. Um, and she was reading, I'm a theologian or you're a theologian or how to be a theologian, some book like that. Uh-huh. And like the chapters I peeked over were like, how to invite God into your life, oh. speaking with God, okay. you are a God. And she's underlining every fucking sentence, yep. keywords in every sentence. I'm like, I don't think that's a good way to approach anything is to underline every single thing. Then don't underline anything <laughs> like that. What a, but OK, you're like in it and you're reading this book mm-hmm. and you you love God. She's dog earing how to get closer to God. Yes. With her. Wait, what was she wearing? Purple tracksuit? You All said? purple tracksuit. OK. Gotcha. As we take off, she closes her eyes and starts moving her lips very slight, like slightly. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you're either nervous or you're praying for all of us or trying something in your book. Um, she she did the same thing as we landed. So, you know, whatever, whatever. I was fine with all of it. We shared the armrest, a very peaceful seven A, B and C until 
the fucking flight attendant came with the drink cart and the guy goes i'll have a diet coke and she goes to me and i go nothing and then she and then the woman the theologian god woman goes i'll have a glass of milk okay and then they said we don't have milk on this flight she's like you don't have a glass of milk and they go no we have half and half Mm -hmm. and she goes i'll take that (gasps) and then she just sat next to me reading her god book drinking a full glass of half and half that is legitimately one of the most disturbing things I've ever heard. It's fucking disgusting. Was she, it sounds like she was like an alien in human form. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to learn about our culture. Yeah, right. <laughs> our, our human species. Seriously. She's like, oh, this is what they wear and this is what they read and this is what they drink. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. I will have milk in the Bible, please. No bags. Yes. <laughs> half and half did she get it like over ice uh she did get a couple ice cubes in there to keep it cold oh my god that's she, fucking she drank crazy. it with her finger so maybe that was <laughs> <laughs> just stuck her finger in it <laughs> this is how they drink <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking god that's insane yeah wowzers cadowzers yeah you, did it, you ever do you remember you're probably too young to remember the show v do you remember V? No, I don't oh, know V. Oh, God, that was so good. I got to go back and see if it holds up. But it was a show that was on when I was a kid, like a little kid. And it was about the lizard aliens who had come to colonize Earth. And they were walking around in human form. But then when you saw them out of human form, they were, you know, it was the lizard people. And they made a show about it. Cool. It was great. And then they came back not that long ago, maybe 10 or 15 years ago. And they made like an updated version that I think wasn't very good and didn't catch on. And obviously the lizard people had it squashed. <laughs> the real lizard people. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that sounds like something that would have been on that show god you know what had had we had uh one of our sponsors there i would have offered her a peace treaty (laughs) oh are we segway king yeah segway king coming through because we're all we're on the topic of (laughs) god loving alien milk Uh drinkers on flights galaxy treats galaxy treats (laughs) (laughs) great for aliens (laughs) segway king coming through look out look out you can get solar strawberry sour belts Oh, yes, you can. And Galaxy Treats <laughs> are, they're fantastic. They uh, have all sorts of different flavors. They've got Tropical Gush gummies, Blue Raz Rocket gummies, and you don't have to buy the whole galaxy. You can just buy a few planets. Uh, you can use the discount code Weed and Grub for 25% off an order of Galaxy Treats. It's, uh, yeah, they're a fantastic, like, price conscious line. Um, check them out. Check them out. Um, whether you live on Jupiter next to that woman or you live anywhere here in the U.S., they can ship to you. They're 100% hemp-derived products, a delicious way to relax, unwind, and chill. And they're also manufactured in the United States. Turning my hat backwards for that one. Okay. <laughs> and um, they're third-party lab tested. Yes. So you can trust their products. And also, um, there's so many places where like weed ain't legal yet. So, you know, give That's yourself right. a try with some Galaxy Tweet. Galaxy Treats for 25% off. Check them out. Maybe that lady in the purple would have enjoyed some Galaxy Treats and she could have used the code WEED and GRUB at checkout. GalaxyTreats.com. Yeah. If you like our stupid podcast and want to support it, support the people who support us. (laughs) I don't think it's stupid. I think it's a great time and I'm having a blast. (laughs) Segway King. Coming through. Wait, this is a good place where we could also talk about aliens and conspiracy theories. Whoa, who was that woman? That's the old woman. I took a picture of her. (laughs) 
you're looking at our YouTube, there's a very scary uh, graphic of what this woman looked like. Yeah, I took a pic Ooh. of her. Wow. Uh-huh. That's what she looked like. That looks like me on a bad, like a makeup class in theater school where I was like, I'm going to do something edgy. Mm-hmm. Half alien, half old. Whoa. Whoa. Old makeup is so funny because you have to be so good to do it well. Like it has to be so like imperceivable. Otherwise, it looks like this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I can't imagine when you went to theater school, if you had to play an old person, how wonderful your uh, theater school makeup looked. We, I was pretty lucky. I went to a very good school that didn't make us do nonsense like that. Like, we all did definitely do that one class where we all learned how to do the age makeup. But uh, I don't ever recall any of us having to do, like, full old makeup to be on stage and anything. You okay. just, like, we were just acting. <laughs> <laughs> can you, can um, you, do you want to hear my old person before we get to weirdos? Sure. Hey. Oh. I'm old. Okay, well, why are you talking so slow? I feel like that's how old people talk. Who old do you know that talks like that? I don't. I love your grandmother so much, and I don't know her very well, but I do love listening kind of like uh, eavesdropping when she calls because she kind of shouts on the phone Mm because I think she's she's kind of deaf, right? She's 91 and a half. And she's always like, oh, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing? (laughs) She's not slow. She's like, yeah. 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 Oh my God. Ah. Yeah, I love her. <laughs> Shout out Sally. Uh, anyway, sorry to continually derail, but um, no way. you wrote an amazing article. Oh God. So the alien shit. Thank you. Weirdos. Shout out uh, Capata. John Capata at High Times uh, gives us both space in the weirdos column to do a rant or a rave or whatever we're feeling. It's just a, an op-ed space in High Times, hightimes.com. And uh, it's a weekly column. And this last one, I wrote about conspiracy theories and how they are dangerous. And it was so interesting because I truly didn't write it thinking that it was going to um, upset people. I mean, I know always, no matter what, if it's a woman talking, there are going to be some bros over on High Times who are like, shut up. I thought this was about we, none about fucking women and their fucking opinions. <laughs> That's whole... your broke impression? <laughs> What's my bro impression? Shut up, man. I'm Th- a bro. Throw them on. Yeah. I don't know why a bro sounds like he's got some kind of weird impediment. Um, shut up, man. <laughs> Yo, look you at you. Stupid <laughs> opinions. Um, oh, I can't wear those. That legitimately makes I do those nauseous. Talk about. I felt like I was on the gravitron with those. Stoned in sunglasses. No good. Um, I mean, the sandwiches were in, the sandwich series was inspired by comments on the sexism piece that I wrote for weirdos. So, I guess I should have known that when I wrote this piece that dudes were going to have a problem with it, but. The piece was basically like, you know, I understand why conspiracy theories exist. When I moved to this country, I had never really thought of them very much. I didn't grow up around people who believed in conspiracy theories culturally. It's not something where I'm from in Newfoundland. Nobody has fucking time to like worry about whether or not the government is trying to fuck with you. Obviously, they always are as a government, but like they're not actively trying to like lie about aliens or whatever. And then I learned when I moved to the United States that people distrust the government for very good reasons. And I came to understand, you know, why people feel the need to arm themselves against the government, for instance, and all that kind of stuff. And so I tried to really lay it out why I understand the need for people to have this distrust. But also I laid out the fact that it's gone way too fucking far with QAnon and where we go when we go all. And I have a friend who fell down that rabbit hole who refused to get medical treatment because she didn't believe in Western medicine because of her whole belief in the conspirituality community, which is around this sort of QAnon, you know, believe in alternative wellness and not trusting modern medicine. 
long story short, she didn't get a diagnosis until it was too late. And when she did get a diagnosis, um, she chose not to treat it using Western medicine and she died. And I think that if she hadn't fallen down that rabbit hole of those conspiracy theories that it could have had a, we could have had a different ending to that story. And I think she could still be here and I'm fucking angry about it. I'm angry that my friend is dead because of this fucking bullshit. Um, And so that was my hot take. That was my piece. And people on this fucking high times article were so mad that I dared to say the conspiracy theories were questionable. What, how does that tie into weed? So weed was my gateway to understanding why people believe in conspiracy theories. Like I had never really until I met uh, like hardcore stoners who were like Denver airport, moon landing is fake, fucking, you know, all that shit. Like that was really like when I met the people in the cannabis community who sort of opened my eyes because, you know, obviously you smoke weed and you question everything. Right. So like that was truly the beginning of my learning about the great American conspiracy theories was when I started hanging out with people who smoked a lot of weed and, you know, went to festivals where they took a lot of drugs and all that kind of stuff. And so that's how I connected to cannabis culture. And there are a lot of people in the cannabis community who I adore, who have these hardcore beliefs. And I, I, I had never had a problem with it until it killed my friend, you know, and my, my point was not, you know, that all conspiracy theories are bullshit, but there are some conspiracy theories that are definitely fucking bullshit. And uh, well, QAnon them- is fucking one of them. And it is harming people. It's harming families and it's killing people. Yeah. So anyway, and the bros were incensed and yeah. they said all sorts of terrible shit. And then one guy did a deep dive on my personal Instagram and started commenting on like, I had posted a picture of a pig that I'd met a while back and he was like awkward selfie and I was like okay here we go all right, right. this is this is how how weak and threatened they are is that they feel the need to like do well that and how much time they have to scroll all the way to 2021 to find a picture of a pig to yeah. skewer you yeah um, lol and they're just the definition of trolls I mean that is literally what a troll is so yeah but also like we get into it a lot because I am a conspiracy guy I don't mm. trust the I've never trusted that I mean I remember being you know a five years old and saying things like, I don't believe in God. And how could you trust these people? And just like, you know, right. growing up in a but very... that's just thinking. That's not conspiracy theories. I know, but I just like, I've grown up in this culture and I am a conspiracy. I'm, I question a fuckload and I mm-hmm. don't trust anything the government says. So I'm not saying I'm a QAnon person, but like, and I don't want to get into COVID. I know we've gotten into all kinds of sure. things about that. But what I will say is like critical thinking is is like is so important but that's what i'm saying critical thinking is fucking important and it is absolutely essential to question everything conspiracy theories are the distillation of a bunch of nonsense to make sense of things in a very simplistic way and they actually shut out critical thinking conspiracy theories exist with a lack of critical thinking conspiracy theories exist with an adherence to a prescribed worldview that has a few central tenets that then that that's just what you fucking burrow into and that's just what you believe you believe that there is an international cabal of pedophiles and that hillary clinton and the rest of them are feasting on the blood of children and adrenochrome that conspiracy theory is a very prescriptive and like sharply defined set of beliefs it's, there is no critical thinking allowed. You know, so they're like, oh, we're just questioning authority and we're actually like, you know, we're bigger than the fucking government and we're bigger than the mainstream media. No, you're actually just believing this incredibly idiotic 
fucking conspiracy theory that has been dreamed up and then fed to you as a means of keeping you, you know, in a world where they can then, you know, feed you other information along the lines of what they want you to believe. But there is no critical thinking in there. Being an atheist is absolutely critical thinking you like thinking about you know your relationship to god and the world and what you believe and don't believe that's that's not a conspiracy theory conspiracy theories are very particularly um distilled version of some event with a seed of truth so that you can hang a belief on it you know what i mean i do (laughs) but but like big but what i guess like two things one um, I think what I love about weirdos and your article and the articles you write and why weirdos is so important and I'm so happy that Capetta created weirdos mm. is because when you write about things like this, you start with factual data and links to back it up <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you tie it into a very personal story that you're very mad about and I, you don't need me to say rightfully so, but rightfully so. Yeah. Um, and um and it's so important that you have facts and then you have a personal story and then you tie it all together with weed so that it has a reason to live in high times. Nobody read the article. Right. Everyone just saw the headline, the headline and then comments on it. But also, um, journalism is like dead and I hate journalism right now or so-called journalism. That wasn't journalism. So, right. Um, but it's, it's, it's just an essay. It's But it's like factual essay reporting, which I think is like yeah. missing in... Uh, the world right now because all these places where I'm supposed to read an article that I should hold as true because it's from a place of repute um, I read them and I'm like this is bullshit like that Fallon thing was such fucking bullshit what a piece of shit writing from Rolling Stone a place that I'm supposed to be able to trust to get information from so the idea that there's all these conspiracy theories out there is no surprise when there isn't any truth in print there anymore. There is truth, though, and that's the thing. It's just not in most of the places that you look that have to deal with clickbait for fucking headlines to get views to make money. You're never going to be able to go to Rolling Stone or High Times or the New York Times or the Washington Post or anywhere to get the full story. You need to go to peer-reviewed scientific journals and fact-based reporting that doesn't exist in the mainstream. You have to really do a ton of work in academic libraries and scientific institutions and that is something that is one not available to a lot of people because they're behind a paywall because you have to be a student at a university to access a lot of that stuff so real information is being gate kept no it's not being gate kept it's just like those libraries have to charge in order to keep their fucking doors open so Mm. you have to be a student at that academic institution in order to access it like i was when i was just recently a fellow at the university of vermont i had access to all of these incredible scientific studies that i don't just as a layperson or you have to you know have press credentials as a journalist it's just not available to the regular old person without a bunch of fucking money so you know it, it absolutely exists facts exist like this is not an insane statement facts exist the truth is out there you can fucking find it out you just can't believe it by like clicking through a bunch of links and believing anything including my sandwich videos those are hot takes too i mean i do try and link to shit and put facts in my link tree and you know state data and you know go to look at polls and back it up with research. But, you know, those are also obviously my opinion as someone who is very much pro-choice and reproductive rights and access to, you know, like that is definitely, and I'm severely fucking biased, you know? So, yeah, but facts exist and the truth is out there. X-Files. I don't, I, I I know. (laughs) The truth is out there. I know. 
I just sometimes conspiracy like, theories suck ass. I don't agree with you completely, but I do agree that like things like QAnon and things do suck ass. Yeah, QAnon sucks ass. Yeah, it's incredibly stupid. I, I liked when we were talking more about this um, in Oakland at the psychedelic conference, where I started telling you a conspiracy theory that I watched a ten-minute video on mm-hmm. while on mushrooms, and I was like, "This is a crazy story. I'm going to share this with Mary Jane." And the more I said it out loud the more I realized how insane it sounded. And as I was telling you that story, I was like, oh, no, this isn't real. Like, this is a spun yarn that I was fully invested in. And now I'm speaking as fact out loud to Mary Jane. And the more I'm saying, the more I realize how insane it sounds. The antidote for so many conspiracy theories is just truly to say it out loud to a person in real time and be like, oh, wait. (laughs) I think so. You really think they're drinking adrenochrome? Like, (laughs) although I will say that the thing that you told me about, I then went and looked at and I actually believe it. I do. I do. I believe that story. You do? I do. Okay. Yeah. She seemed like she was telling a real story. Let's leave it vague. Okay. I don't want to fucking promote it. Okay. Because I don't know if it's real or not. Well, how do we segue but, you know, to the I'll, next topic, well, Segway King? Uh, because I do believe in a Comet Pizza. And oh. they have a basement door behind the basement door. And that's the one that guy should have kicked in to uh, save those children. There was no basement. That was part of the problem. That's what you. That's what they want you to believe. There was no basement at the place with the pedophile ring in the basement. There's zero basement. They moved it. Oh, my God. <laughs> What do we got next? Oh, well, speaking of cosmic people, mm-hmm. Prince, how did this even come up? I think I just told you the story while we were driving from Oakland and you were like, you have to tell that story on the pod. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Or about just like, I don't even know. Do you want to tell it or do you want to hold it for next week? No, let's look at this beautiful picture of Prince. My God, what a fucking, like, look at his beautiful face. And I got to see Prince live and I can't remember how this story came up, but you said I should tell it on the pod. So I will. Um, what oh, were we up, talking about? It though? came up because um, I'm on a podcast this week. You can find it on my Instagram. But uh, I was talking a lot about how I loved the Insane Clown Posse. Uh-huh. And I was going to Insane Clown Posse, Posse concerts in St. Louis. And my mom saves all my stuff from being a child. And I was going through those boxes. And I found a clipping of the newspaper promo for ICP. And I was so excited for the concert that I cut it out. And I was like, that's one of the best concerts I've ever went to. It was sold out. I couldn't believe I got tickets. And you were like, I have a story about a sold out show. Oh, shit. Wait, I need to know about that ICP show, though. Was that like around the fucking magnets? How do they work era? Pre. Oh, predated. Oh, yeah. This is when I learned about great Malenko era. Um, you Deep know, cuts. yeah, yeah. This is old school. Pre, pre cave rock, um, juggalo fest. What are their names? Violent J and Shaggy Dog? Shaggy too dope. Oh, I did okay though. You did great. I got like three quarters of the way there. Yeah. Look how mad you are. <laughs> you know. Dumb girl. Look, if, again, had I stayed in St. Louis, <laughs> let oh me add God. to it. The shades are coming back out. I would be this dude. Okay. I would be this dude. And you would call me a dumb cunt for I'd getting call, that wrong? No, I wouldn't call, I wouldn't use the word cunt. I'd Why not? Know, uh, I don't like it. I think it's really oh, rude. such a good word. Um, and then I would have a um, psychopathic records axe man <laughs> on my bicep fantastic for icp Mm -hmm. and you could always see it poking you could always see the running legs poking out from underneath my stone cold steve austin 316 shirt (laughs) 
You know what I'm saying? This is the Glazer, the alternate timeline STL Glazer. Yeah. Well, we, can we just call you STL Glazer? STL Glazer. This is STL Glazer Yo. for sure. Do you still have the tongue ring or no? Yeah, I do. But like um, I flip it out depending on if I'm going to a rave or a bar. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I, it's a part of my identity. And I think it's very fun to be like, which one are oh, you? Is it a goldfish in a bowl up top? Is it an eight ball? Is it glow in the dark? Because when you're at the rave tripping, you want to like stick it out and try and peacock that way to make out with girls. Like, yeah, oh. I definitely still have the tongue ring. What gr girls were into the tongue ring? Um, I well, it was such a fad that mm. I don't know if I, they were into it and I was into it. I don't know if it felt good to either of us. It was just such a thing that was important to have yeah. that uh, that that overtook any like good idea of it being like of value. So you made out like full on sucked face with girls when you had your tongue ring in. Yeah, it was an absolute opening for me to suck face. OK. Yeah. And how did that work? How did it feel? Um, kind of like you had something stuck in your teeth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not hot. Not hot. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. You like go down on someone. You're like, oh, they want this on their clit. And I don't think they, I don't think any woman, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe I'm yeah. bad at it. I don't know. But it was I, not, it, I don't think it was worth the squeeze. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Was it incredibly painful to get it? No, not at all. No. Yeah, no. I've heard it's incredibly painful. Well, oh. you have a weird pain threshold. I feel like your pain threshold is like not normal. Yeah, I don't want to talk too much about it, but it's gotten me like yeah. In well, when I punched with, like, you in the nuts yesterday, it was like you just didn't even flinch. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I came, but I didn't flinch. <laughs> it's gotten you in trouble with doctors. Yeah, because they're like, "How are you doing?" And I need help, but mm -hmm. like the pain for me is like a three. But mm -hmm. I've also talk to other people and they're like oh no dude that's like a six seven in okay. like for other people that's so interesting so i wonder if you took a break from weed if your pain tolerance would change that's a great question yeah i have a friend who smokes hella weed and she's shattered her wrist in a bike accident and when she was getting it put back together the anesthesiologist was like i cannot get you anesthetized to the point where i need to get you to how much weed do you smoke and she was like all of it all the time mm -hmm. and so, you know it really does actually interfere with um or not interfere, but like it does affect your pain threshold and tolerance for um, anesthesia. Yeah. Pros and cons, huh? Yeah. Because like, you know, for we have so many friends who use it for pain management. Oh, but my then God. When yes. It, when it comes time to like all sorts of stuff. So have many. my shoulder surgery. Right. Damn. Interesting. I didn't know that. All right. All right. So is that the Prince story? Segway King. <laughs> <laughs> well, for your ICP story and seeing them live, I one of the greatest things that ever happened was when I was living in Seattle and I couldn't get tickets to this Prince show was sold out and I can't remember the name of the theater but it was like a 2,000 person theater it was really small and Prince was coming to town and I didn't have any money but I got all dressed up and I went down someone suggested to me they were like just go down look cute and someone will pick you up and you'll get in and I wore these crazy awesome pants that I had that were bright red with black velvet brocade flared leg platform boots black corset with a mesh shirt under it so you could kind of see my boobs but they were also just like a little bit like the whole thing I felt super hot I was in my 20s and uh, I went down and stood in front of this theater while everyone was going in just hoping that someone would be like hey you know I got an extra ticket sure enough this guy comes up and he's like I've got an extra ticket and I was like okay bro ready to you know do whatever for that ticket I guess and then and he was like and this is my pregnant wife and I was like yeah! <laughs> like I won the lottery. I got to see Prince with this super nice guy with his pregnant wife. There was no strings attached to that ticket. Their third just hadn't showed up. They had great seats. It was an incredible night. And 
I saw Prince in concert in a really small theater. Maceo Parker was playing. The whole thing was just magical. He was in his like era where he was not playing a lot of his old hits because he had gone full Jehovah's Witness. Mm. So he wasn't doing any of his sexy stuff, which, you know, I was a little disappointed to not see some of the, you know, songs that I really wanted to see. But still, it was fucking amazing. Damn. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I didn't have to suck his dick. That's also Not beautiful. Prince's or the guy who <laughs> gave me the ticket. <laughs> No dick sucked. No dick sucked. Nope. Oh, wow. That's high vibration. Yeah, it was high vibration. That's awesome. Let's move on to that. Yeah. What a weekend. Thank you, Reggie. And also, thank you, Reggie. Yeah. Reggie at Oakland Hyphae. Follow Reggie and everything he's doing with his organization. He's throwing psychedelic conferences. This was his third uh, Oakland psychedelic conference. bigger and better than ever there were eight or nine tracks of seminars over the weekend filling two different buildings and several rooms there was a vendor area where people were popped up with all kinds of offerings wellness and psychedelics and products and um, there was like a guy who's doing like healing vibration stuff and the the whole event was packed yes i learned so much about policy I learned so much about sex and psychedelics. I learned so much about um, 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 ceremony Mm -hmm. and why ceremony matters. And also, to use a word that you really keyed me in on that because it was being used so much, the extraction Mm. of ceremony and the people whose ceremonies those are for capitalist money-making fuck faces yeah. who are just like you know whether you're pillaging land or pillaging religion or whatever psychedelic you're doing knowledge and yeah you're pillaging ceremonial medicine yeah yeah and it was all there he brought together such a group um people from ghana people from denver people from philly people from la people from chicago people jamaica, from Florida, jamaica and Georgia. all of them there um and the speakers were incredible um i feel different leaving yeah. there. I don't know how else to describe it, but I feel different. More more tapped in, a little more high minded. Yeah. Um and and fucking angry and excited. Angry and excited is a good combination. Yeah. Uh yeah. It, it, you know, I, I feel a little bit changed by some of what I heard. I definitely felt called upon by a lot of the speakers who were largely BIPOC um women in some of the seminars that really changed me who were saying, you know, we need all of you white people to listen and uplift our voices and hold space for us and speak out when it's appropriate, but also really just, you know, hear what we're doing and help us get this message across in whatever way you can using your privilege, whether you have the money to help us access these spaces that we need to be in or whether you can just provide the platform or whatever it is. And I just kept hearing that over and over and over again about how they're really calling on all of us to use our platforms for um, sharing these stories that we heard so much throughout the weekend. It was like, you know, the Why Ceremony Matters panel, I think was one of my favorites. It was uh, for indigenous women uh, speaking about the various forms that psychedelic Uh, medicine takes in their communities and how it you know like to hear the sort of anger that they expressed themselves with also with just like this this motion like they're not sitting in anything they're moving the conversation forward and they're bringing their knowledge and their power to the conversation and they're just asking us to like hear their stories and keep 
like holding space for their stories to be heard by the people who are like quote unquote making decisions about fucking psychedelics and legislation and law and money you know and pay them yeah and fucking pay them pay them yeah there's no pride in being poor right pay them yeah get them involved pay them if they've dropped a venmo or a cash app look it up send them some fucking money especially if you're asking them to explain you know, medicine and ceremony and culture to you. Yeah. Or if you're some doof who is like, oh, I went to Jamaica and hung out with some Rastafarians and now uh, I'm creating a retreat run by Rastafarians in Jamaica. And I'm like, yeah, you are. But um, who's on your board? Mm -hmm. What kind of ceremony is happening? Who like, are you just like taking a big old chunk of the pie because you're a money man and now you're like running this thing, it's, this racket, or are you like fully embracing, elevating and moving forward indigenous conversations to the point where um, you are you are using the money for good and not charging people $5,000 to go to Jamaica and trip balls. It's so funny. You make me think of this person like totally unrelated to the conference. But a few months ago, I met someone who was a very white person who was talking about how he had distilled all of this knowledge and was going to publish a book. And I was like, Oh, what is, you know, tell me some of this stuff. And he, it was just all native and indigenous ceremonies, including ayahuasca and meditation practices and, Uh, spiritual practices he was like and I'm gonna write a book and that was what one of the women on that panel said she was like oh you know you fucking show up and you like learn a little bit about our you know culture and our ceremonies and then you write a book and then you hold that book up as sort of an example of the fact that you have this knowledge and you've somehow captured it in this like publication no that's not fucking yours it's not yours so it's just yeah I ran a secret poll all weekend that I was waiting to tell you about okay I asked everyone how they feel about Michael Pollan. Pollan? Pollan? Pollan. Pollan. And the 99.9% consensus is fuck that dude. No. Did you really ask people? 100%. Oh, you really did? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. And they were all like, oh, because he did a bunch of drugs and then wrote a book. And now he's an expert who talks about how I discovered this and I realized that. And like, it's like, yeah, white man making points to let other white people feel comfortable coming into our space because he says he is the leader of all of it. Bullshit. Interesting. Bullshit. And Interesting. I, it made me think. And um, so it's because of that um, ceremony uh, conversation where she, Canyon is her name, yeah. went off. Canyon with a K. Canyon with a K. Go to at Canyon Consulting. Check her out. And um, and the consensus was like, oh, that dude? Like, yes. In, in the heyday at that time, amazing timing. All of this is on the forefront. Nothing is happening yet. Like, the, the conversation hasn't even really begun. But, um, but... Um, but now go away. Yeah. Go away. Now it is time to listen to the people whose communities have created what we are benefiting from in Western culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or let me rephrase that. Don't go away. Make room is maybe a better way to Hold say space. It. Hold space. Hold space and elevate. And don't guard the microphone like it's your fucking cock. Yeah. Hand the microphone over. That was really fascinating. There was a policy panel uh, that was like all panels, diverse as hell. And, you know, several people with different, uh, perspectives on, on the issue SB 58 in that case, I Mm -hmm. think is what they were talking about. And the, the two loudest people on the panel were both white men. And finally one of the panelists was like, yo, stop, you need to stop talking and hand the microphone over. And it wasn't super aggressive even. It was just matter of fact. Yes. It was like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, let's all be a little more self-aware. Yeah. We're talking about big Ooh. ideas. Yeah. And Reggie 
created a place for these big ideas to be shared by people who might have differing viewpoints, but that's also the point. Yep. These moderators are prepared. These people on these panels are experts. We're having real big conversations about big, important topics. That means everybody should be able to talk on them topics, right? Yeah. Yeah. So for the most part, everyone did a great job at it. And when yeah. they didn't, they got called out. They did get called out. And that's a good thing. And that's something that we all need to be more comfortable with, too, is getting called out. And then and then rebounding from it. Like, I want to say that just like on the record, that that's something that I am trying to do is become more resilient and rebound from moments where I feel like I've been criticized or called out by someone and say, OK, I heard you. I'm going to sort of like metabolize it and then hopefully come back with a broadened perspective. And the next time I won't make the same mistake. But if I do, I'll know immediately how to correct. And I'm just going to be more flexible and resilient and stronger for it. Yeah. I'm not going to be wounded and like fucking, you know, licking my paw in the corner and being like someone was mean to me because they said that I needed to stand up. <laughs> Good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Thick skin, strong morals. Yeah. Or not even, I want to think of it like not as thick skin because I don't want to be a rhinoceros about it. I want to be like permeable. I want to be pierced by ideas. I don't want to be thick skinned. What did first, I want to be like, what did first, what the fuck is his name? First man. What did first man say to you? First man who is a Rastafarian uh, guy who was building all sorts of like ceremonial stuff in Jamaica and retreats. And he was part of that panel that we saw and he came off the stage and I just said that was so interesting to listen to you talk. And he turned to me and he said, uh, knowledge is a curse. You need to be empty. And then he laughed and he said, be the light. (laughs) And then he walked away and I was like, all noted and yes yeah, i love that <laughs> and i do i do want to be of course I, i'm full of opinions and piss and vinegar and all sorts of stuff and i feel like i know a lot and i have shit to say but also just the idea of the two like just be empty when you're listening to when you're hearing someone who has indigenous fucking wisdom or just a lived experience that's not yours just be empty don't have an opinion about it you know yes very cool I love it. Yeah. Um, do you want to get to Buzz of the Week and fan letters? Yeah, let's get to fan letters. Okay. Because we got to wrap this baby up. Oh, our cream corner. Oh, yeah. Oh, real quick. We have to real talk quick. about it. Lizzie Jeff. Everybody, yeah. follow Lizzie Jeff. She's the rap priestess of Zen and Kush. She's leading a movement of music and spirituality and sensuality and high vibrations. High vibration food. Yeah. Massage that kale. Eat yeah. that quinoa. We we listened to her and our friend Ra chat about uh, a dinner that they had together where Ra was like kind of wanted to have pizza and a Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. And then Lizzie was like, oh, no, 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 no we no. don't do that. We're eating squash and kale. Yes. Our skin is gorgeous. <laughs> we are moving through the world yeah. at our highest form of self. Look at this body. Goddamn. Look at this face. Yeah. So I pulled up the um, high vibration food pyramid. Okay, good. And I, for our cream corner, I just thought, because also, you know, we want to look our best for when we win an MJ for uh, best cannabis That's podcast. That's right. That plunging sequin neckline pantsuit is, uh, you know, So low karma food and high karma food. Okay, let's and hear And I'm just going to br- do it real quick. Okay. H- low karma food is stuff like dead flesh. Okay. And I love how this is my kind of food pyramid. Yeah. Not the FDA approved like <laughs> sweets are at the top and we need to eat nothing but bread. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Bullshit. The bottom of the food pyramid is death, low karma, dead flesh. That's meat, pizza, burgers, hot dogs, lamb, duck, veal, shrimp, lobster, bottom feeders, dead animal yes. tissue. That is the bottom of the pyramid. Got you. Also, right. The top of the pyramid is your highest form of self. That's why the food pyramid is so fucked up. The top of the food pyramid is like sweets. And I don't that even makes, know. Oh, man. The USA food pyramid is like the bottom is like 
bread, mm-hmm. gluten, yeah. shitty shit for you. And the top is sugar? And the top is sugar because oh, it's, it's the, the smallest. The most spa- it's right. not the closest to God. Right. Oh, How stupid is that? It's terrible. Right? The food pyramid is nonsense. And then after that, animal discharge. Okay, so dairy. Dairy, Got scones, it. donuts, milk, cream, butter, eggs. And then foods from Earth is in the middle. Mostly vegetables, beets, sweet potatoes, yams. But it says they're often cooked and they lose their life force. Yeah, which I also thought was interesting because I was talking to one of the best mushroom cultivators out of Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And he said, interestingly, when we do indoor grow, we can make the mushrooms a lot more potent. But you don't get messages from nature because those are being distilled and squeezed out for the potency of the trip. Mm. Whereas wild mushrooms um, are a much more medium to low trip but you get more messages from nature because they're not being squeezed out by the indoor i feel that i love sun-grown cannabis yeah as exactly I, in sun-grown over indoor anytime all the time yeah mm-hmm. so i thought that was really cool yeah uh, interesting way to think of it and yeah. then uh above that foods from trees um concert uh eaten raw blueberry coconut pineapple peach raw nut orange banana above that the superfoods this is where life force comes from raw chocolate seaweed almonds raw cacao spirulina lemons goji berries limes and then above that chemical sunlight which is like wheatgrass chlorophyll essential (laughs) things wow pretty fucking cool food pyramid to live by it is i definitely am going to take some notes from that i did just look up i've got some stuff going on with my bot and my health and i was like what is going to benefit me most the mediterranean diet was what was suggested to me for my current stuff that i have going on i feel like which is you know high protein with fish Mm -hmm. and then a lot of vegetables um and i feel like I'm going to keep eating fish. I'm not I'm not ready to go full vegetarian or vegan yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, my body is craving red meat all no, the time. And it actually is helping my uh, injuries in a okay. lot of ways. I'm like, so whatever my body needs, I'm giving it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't need a fucking cookie, even though at Bristol Farms, <laughs> it is buy one, get one cookies this week. Oh, shit. We're going to go. Let's no. wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mary Jane, you've lost the thread. All right. Listen, while we were at the Oakland Psychedelic Conference, you went off to the after party. I went back to the Airbnb and I stopped and I got myself not one, but two ice creams to get into bed with my edible and eat. And I ate both of those motherfuckers <laughs> and one fell swoop well that is your superfood yep (laughs) (laughs) it was Uh, great um, uh do you want to read some fan letters yeah let's read some fan letters buds of the week listen are these fan letters you could have been the bud of the week but you didn't send me a package with snacks and stickers and stuff in it Uh, so listen um, step up your (laughs) no this is so it's so nice to hear from friends we are always so grateful don't listen to mike (laughs) to hear from folks who like the pod uh, and who, you know, for instance, like write in for us to be nominated for the MJs and who do anything for us, who are in touch with Wait us. Wait a minute. I just realized way. something. What? We don't have a mid roll this week because this is dropping tomorrow. Okay. So when we paused for that mid roll. Oh, yeah. There's nothing that's going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Last minute stone realizations <laughs> from the Segway King. <laughs> Okay. Let's get to these right. fan letters. Well, I'm glad everyone now, now realizes we what the fuck happened. We'll just have to listening. put in a little sound. <laughs> okay. Listen, we're always glad to hear from anyone. Don't listen to Mike. You don't need to send us stuff. Just write in and tell us how you're feeling. This is from Jordan. Jordan says, hi, Mike and Mary Jane. I'm a big fan of the podcast and I got into it by happenstance. And apparently I'm someone that uses the word happenstance. <laughs> I am new to weed and haven't smoked in many, many years. I was just curious what you would recommend for someone who is just getting into it and where to begin. Any 
and all advice I completely appreciate. And thanks for the great show. Sincerely, Jordan from Happenstance. That's so awesome. Thanks, Jordan. I think I would just suggest sun-grown, homegrown, any kind of like, you know, like we were talking, high vibration flower would be the best place to start. Uh, if you have a friend who grows ask them if you can buy some off them. That's always nice. A little passive income for them. Absolutely. And if you're near a dispensary, I would just ask your bud tender if they have anything that's like local, especially uh, sun grown. It's always my favorite. And I love the, honestly, the lower THC, high CBD stuff because I can smoke it all day long. But you know, whatever floats your boat, like, you know, start low and slow. That's, that's my thing. Jim. I know that this isn't the exact answer to the question because we're talking about flour, but you know, Galaxy Treats is a sponsor and it can be shipped anywhere. So if you want to use something like Galaxy Treats and see how it goes, also low and slow. But for me, um, Sun Grown is absolutely my favorite because I can not smoke it all day, but I can like smoke it and not feel so high that that's the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And also, um, there's something about like this kind of vaporizer yeah. versus um, like, uh, I, I don't know, like a glass piece or a bong that I'm really enjoying because I use less weed yeah. and I feel the effects faster and I'm actually like less anxious and more chill when using something like this. And I'm not sure why. I like it because it's um, so smooth. It's not hard on the lungs at all. Like I'm actually not smoking a ton right now because I'm trying just not to inhale any smoke. Um, you know, I used to smoke cigarettes and smoking joints was a really nice way to sort of like continue to smoke, but I need to sort of step away from all of it just for a moment because I'm dealing with some health stuff. So this vape is great, but also yeah, tinctures, edibles, get it in your body in any form. It feels so nice, especially to learn what level of weed in your system makes you feel sort of like the most relaxed while also still feeling productive. Like that's something that I dialed in for myself kind of late in life. Like I truly never knew how it could work for me in a, in a sort of like a daily dose way yeah. until I moved to California and had access to like all of the different awesome kinds of weed products that we have here. So I feel very uh, spoiled in that sense, but yeah, wherever you are, Jordan, you know, like I, I would start with um, asking about maybe like, if you can afford it, get a gram of a few different strains with some different genetic makeups, like get a sativa dominant, you know, like a haze, a Jack hair, a tangy or something. Oh, I love Jack hair so much. Yeah. Blue and then, dream, Jack hair. Yeah. All day, every day. And then get a gram of something that's like a, you know, like a more sort of indica dominant strain, like, you know, a classic Kush and, you know, compare the two and see, you know, I want to get take to notes too. Uh, nobody's going to take notes. You should take notes. Listen oh. to me. <laughs> take notes. People who are serious about weed, take notes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It is true. Yeah. Um, the other thing I just wanted to say, uh, before we get to our other fan letter, yeah. you were talking about like you came to this late in life, mm -hmm. but we were talking last week about how like overconsumption is a part of the patriarchy and we're done with it. Mm -hmm. And I truly think like growing up, even today, um, all you see is people like Snoop or Seth Rogen who are just smoking all day, every day. And it is like a deep, real part of their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I'm not judging them for that, but I am saying you can smoke as much or as little as you want. And that is not something that I'm seeing or I'm seeing, I guess I'm seeing more of that now. Whereas when I started smoking weed, it was like, you're a bitch if you don't keep going. Yeah. You know what I mean? So sure. like, I know low and slow is what everyone says, but to dive a little bit deeper into that and say, not only is it low and slow, but it's like, okay to go low and slow and yeah. fuck anybody who thinks that otherwise. That's so important to, yes, you know? remind myself of too, that like if I'm in a circle and I want to say I'm great right where I am right now and just pass it on. Great. 
Yeah. That's a good thing the to know. The goal is to be in the pocket, not yeah. to prove something stupid. Exactly. Right. Motherfucker. Yeah. Thank you for that reminder. Yeah. Awesome. Um, who's next? Uh, Joshua says, I love you guys. I'm new to the show. I've been smoking weed since I was 16. I'm 30 now. I love food. I've been in the restaurant business for years. I can't believe I just found you guys, but I've listened to 10 of your pods so far. I started at the beginning, fell in love right away. So I changed... Oh, I'm going to listen to 2018 all the way to 2023. I'll listen to them all. I'll message when I'm done. Exciting. <laughs> Whoa. What's taking you so I long? I love you both. Thanks for this amazing and funny show. You're both the best. Joshua, oh. thank you so much. Cheers, Joshua. Warm fuzzies, thank you. warm fuzzies. Yeah. Wow. Um, I want to hear more about that restaurant industry you're a part of. Buds of the week. Buds of the week. Um, do you want to go first or second? I will go first because I think she's going to pop right up on the screen there if you swipe ashley manta she is my butt of the week ashley is a cannabis educator and dear friend and fun hang she's at the canisexual on instagram she in this beautiful picture is holding up a satin pillow with a um replica of a clit on it because she does um educational work around what it actually is to give and receive pleasure around the vulva and clitoris and she had a workshop which was activate your cosmic pussy right before the oakland psychedelic conference i don't know she's just she's like a really cool truth teller who's out there you know talking to us about sex and psychedelics and cannabis and consent and all the sexy stuff and she's just also really fun we had a good time with her this weekend She's awesome. Yeah. My butt of the week this week is Ian. What up, Ian? Um, truly one of the most intelligent, thoughtful um, psychonauts I've ever met. You can follow him at iPsychonaut. I is E-Y-E as in third I. iPsychonaut. Um, not only uh, is he in deeply intelligent when it comes to biology, chemistry, um, mushrooms, but he's also one of the nicest people I've ever met with a deeply open heart and a wildly intelligent open mind and um you know we met at the last oakland psychedelic conference um but we didn't get to spend much time together and this time we got to spend some time and i got to listen to him speak and um not only is he someone who cares so much about psychedelics but he's also on the forefront of moving the conversation scientifically educationally and entertainingly forward so, um, man, if you follow anyone, follow Ashley, follow Ian, and also follow Oakland Haife. Yes. Because, um, I don't know, we're at the very beginning of something that I truly believe will be massive. He's changing the culture. Yeah. Reggie Harris at Oakland Haife. Yeah. Unreal. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for bringing us together with Ian and Ashley and all of those other incredible folks like Lizzie, Jeff, and everyone on the panels and seminars and volunteers and Mary Carrion who's uh doing the Haife Leaks podcast with you Reggie like just this is a direct to Reggie you're the fucking best thank you so much for having us at the Oakland conference to hang out and uh look forward to all of the next ones I think we'll be there yeah we'll be there yeah I'll be there all right Segway King okay see us on out of this baby all right oh see uh-huh Oh, that reminds me of See You Later, because you can follow us at Weed and Grub on Instagram, at Mike and Mary Jane on TikTok. Email us at WG at Weed and Grub dot com. Uh, send us a send us another fan letter. Send me some snacks uh, at WG at Weed and Grub dot com. And also leave a review on iTunes, Spotify. Click five stars. It goes such a long way. I'm so glad we're reaching new people with new ears um, and more to come. And if you're listening to this uh, the day it drops, Wednesday, September 20th, Mike is in the main room at the Comedy Store tonight with a 
fucking phenomenal lineup doing stand-up as he was born to do. <laughs> Go see that motherfucker. And um, I'm so excited for you, Mike. Uh, have a great show. Thanks, everyone. Um, bye. Bye. Bye.